Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Okay, we're now in Perek Chav Dalid, Shir Gimel. So last time we began to explain that there are two parts to Yiras HaRaimamus. One is the Yiras HaRaimamus understanding the awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, being in awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the second part was Yiras HaChet, which meant that a person is uh, constantly, always concerned about the possibility he's going to be over Navera and is always doing things to avoid being in a situation that he should fall into an Avera. So we're going to explain that we explain that both of them really come from the same place. They're both an issue of understanding the Raimamas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and if you understand that and how great he is and how low we are, so then we understand that we have to be uh, act a certain way in front of him. Omnam, however, continues Ramchal, there's a difference between them. And, and that's the reason why Yiras HaChet is different than Yiras HaRaimamos, and why Yiras HaRaimamos really is an issue in the midah of Hasidus, and Yiras HaChet is something that comes on a much higher level after one is uh, uh, already already gone, gone through the midah of Anova. And what is it? Yiras HaRaimamos hu b'shas maisa, ay b'shas Yiras HaRaimamos takes place at the time when you are doing an avodah, you're davening, you're doing a mitzvah, or when you are involved in meaning um, a time you're davening or you're doing an avodah Hashem, and a person is embarrassed, He'll be, he'll sit there and he'll be, uh, he'll, he'll be tremble in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Ay b'shashem is a minister of Avera l'fanav, or at a time when an Avera comes before him. Who makir boy? He realizes this. Shehi Avera, sheyazleg milasaisa. He will uh, hold himself back from doing it. Asher leyasadover lamreis ene kavaydei chas v'shalom, that he doesn't want to do something. Um, that would uh, uh, be uh, 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 a pirza in front of a Baruch Hu, uh, you know, who who has who is of such high stature and he's of such low stature. So when you're confronted either with a mitzvah or an avera and you act on it based on the raimus of Hashem, that's called yirasa raimus. And here, um, the uh, the it's interesting to point out uh, the Rabbeinu Bechaya um, explains that uh, he writes the following. Why? All the mitzvahs like tefillin. There's a time for them. When you finish doing the mitzvah, you're not doing it anymore. So I, when I, I put on my, uh, my, my, my uh, I take off my tefillin after davening, I'm not doing the mitzvah tefillin anymore. Or if I, I shook the lulav, I, I shook the lulav. I'm finished with the mitzvah. I'm not I'm not involved in the mitzvah anymore. The loy came mitzvah hayira, but yira is not like that. Ki ein wasman, there's no time. Avali kayem es It's always there. B'chol eisa b'chol shov. Zesha kosev yira sashem tahira oimedes load. Ma she'en came b'shar hamitzvahs shavizman akosev nigmorois achar asiyosan. It's not like the other mitzvahs that once you finish the time frame for that mitzvah, it's done. So similarly, we have Yiras Haraimimus. So there's Yiras Haraimimus at the time of a mitzvah, but there's also going to be Yiras Haraimimus that is beyond the time of the mitzvah, that's not at the time where you're confronted. 
And to understand what the regular Risa Ravimus is, there's a Maisa, they say, over by Rabbi Salanter, that one time he went to a certain Gvir to collect Sadaka. And uh, when he was there in his uh, living room or whatever, um, he had a certain amount of money there and he put it on the table. And then he decided that he wanted to give more money. And he asked Rabbi Salanter to wait. And he's going to go into his uh, another room where he had a, a safe and take out other monies that he could give him. And as he left the room to go to the other uh, room, he noticed that Rabbi Salanter was following him to the other room. And he said, you don't have to follow me. You can wait over here and I'll come back in a minute. And Rabbi Salanter said, no, I have to follow you. He said, why do you have to follow me? And he said, because I don't want to be left alone in the other room with the money that was there. So here you have Rabbi Salanter, the great Balmusser, the great person who was afraid to be left alone in the room with money, lest he take some of that money. And uh, he was not Nechshel Lakneva for sure, but that was the Madrega that he was confronted with a situation and he and he, he didn't want to trust himself. And therefore he actually didn't left the room. He didn't want to be alone left in the room with the money. So, however, now we're going to talk about the next Madrega, which is Yerasachet. Ach Yerasachet. Yerasachet is at all places, all times, all situations. A person is tittering, is afraid that he may come to something. That's why it's called Because what you're really doing is you're afraid that you may come to an Averishly. Any any way uh, that uh, by any many means you're afraid that you don't want to have anything come about to you, and they tell a story again about uh, um, the great Sadik Abishol. He was very medatic by mitzvahs, and uh, whenever he was in a building, uh, when he was there was a situation when he there was a, an elevator and the elevator stopped and uh, um, and he was going to get in, but he saw there was a little girl in the elevator and he didn't want to get in. And they explained to him, the two Talmudians, said, we are two Kshayrim, and the mal, this elevator doesn't have a Shir Yichud, and, you know, you're not going to be there long enough, and we're three people, and it's not a Shiloh. So, yet, he said he didn't want to be Mekel. He was not even going to take a chance in such a situation that, that something should come up. And that's called, in essence, <coughs> excuse me, being preventatively uh, preventatively uh, careful not to get into a situation that one can uh, can can uh, can get in Avera. They say over on the Peleyoyets, the famous author of the Peleyoyets, that he used to come up with all kind of tachbulais that he shouldn't come to a situation of takola. And he writes, If I drink water earlier before I drink my coffee. It's, it's normal that you drink a little water, you forget to say What happens if I drink some water, I take my signet ring and I turn it over, I put it in a different finger. I do this whenever I have to remind myself so the Peleyites writes that he would do these kind of things. He would do little signs. So sometimes this is a big issue. For example, if you make early Shabbos 
and you're afraid that you're going to forget to say Kriya Shema Bismano, so you have to make a simon on the table. Some people make uh, put their, their tie in a funny way, or some people put a simon on the table, so they should remember after the meal, you forgot that you didn't say Kriya Shema in Shul in the right time, and you have to remember to say Kriya Shema. And then he continues and he says, and and a person is, is uh, fortunate as a person who is always in fear of Hashem. This is talking about the Torah. This is talking about mitzvahs and the Torah. Even if you're not faced with the Aveira itself, you have to be concerned. Maybe the Yitzhar is hiding there, and, and he can, and you're not watching properly. The should be on your face. The person should be vigilant so that this year Shemayim, he should always be before the Avera comes or before the situation, be prepared. Uh, uh, and he shouldn't come into a situation of Aynas. And here they tell also a story about how this year Shemayim was always on the face of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. There was a story once that a, a, a young man called him from Eretz Yisrael with a Shaila, but he didn't realize the time difference, and he actually called Rabbi Moshe. It was 3 o'clock in the morning in New York, and he woke him up. And while he was, uh, 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 he asked him the Shaila, Rabbi Moshe said one minute, and he the, the, he was quiet for a, a period of a few minutes, and then he came back and he answered the Shaila. And this guy was a little concerned. Why, why did he stop? Why did he not answer it right away? And, uh, you know, then Rabbi Moshe asked him, by the way, can you give me your name and your address? So he didn't understand that either, but he gave him the name and the address. And a few days later, he received a letter from Rabbi Moshe, and the letter basically said, I just want you to know that I, uh, when you called, it was three o'clock in the morning, and I had to say stop, and I had to wash hands, and I had to say Berchah and that took a little time. And because of that, I kept you on the phone longer, and even though I understand that that's what you, you, you would probably be Michael that, I'm putting in some money in this envelope for the time that was uh, uh, I stopped and I did not answer you, so that uh, to reimburse you for the time on your on your telephone bill for that amount. That was the year Shemayim of Gedolei Torah. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit hachzeik.com or call five one six six zero zero eight zero eight zero.